Hello and welcome to Comp. We're back. As you can see, we have the sign. The sign is back. What do you think of that, Lucy? I'm happy about it. Yeah, I could figure things out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exciting time. I'm still wearing the same shirt. I see some comments out there. People seem, you know, you change your outfits every week. You, uh. I have a rotation. I have the same shirt. I mean, for, for, <laughs> for ages, I wore a sweat, the same sweatshirt. Now, why why can't I get the same treatment as a, like a Wes Anderson character, as a uh, as a Bill Murray esque, or 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 the guy from Ray Fiennes in the in the Budapest <laughs> in the Budapest Hotel? Why can't I just get that? You know, uh, I'm I'm a caricature. If I was an action figure, I I come with a few uh, changes of dress. You know, you're not going to see me wearing a dead Kennedy's t shirt. Well, that's, that's, you know, they're not going to see me wearing a, a, you know, a Simone Biles, uh, either pro or con shirt, whether you're pro Simone Biles or against her. What are the con, what are the against Simone Biles shirts? I just say quitter, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there's a lot of people for weeks. I mean, it's, I'm, look, it, it's very nice that the Olympics are over now. Uh, the, at one point, you know, people seem to think that the Olympics brought people together. It seems uh, not the case. They were a source of uh, great uh, anguish. And animosity. Animosity. It's a reason to hate. Um, I don't know what happened. I, you know, the problem is, look, I was uh, talking last week. I was one of the media, I suppose. Kevin Durant, uh, the basketball boy, uh, was very uh, outspoken, if you will, on the media uh, after he, he defeated uh, the French team in, in the basketball gold medal ma- ma- round. Is he bragging? He defeated famous Rudy Gay. Uh, <laughs> Rudy Gobert. Whatever. People pointed out that it was Rudy Gobert. <laughs> but then it turns out Rudy Gay was signed by the Utah Jazz, who Rudy you know, Gobert was a team member of. So, you know, uh, yeah, am I, am, I, am I Nostradamus? Am I the gatekeeper of, of basketball dreams? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rudy Rudy Gobert is a, is he's a he's a cutie. You like oh you like Rudy Gobert? Yeah, well, we were watching it's, it. You, you, we watched it. It was a, it aired Friday night, uh, Eastern Standard Time. And I'm not sure, I think it was supposed to be Saturday in Japan. And uh, Lucy decided to root for the French. Yeah, does it make things interesting? Just to make you know, don't do the fact that you have dual French citizenship. <laughs> I have dual allegiance. Yeah, I mean that's that's suspect. I mean, if you were just some girl from Wisconsin who didn't know France from a from a block of cheese, uh, <laughs> that'd be one thing. But you're a dual citizen. You could be a spy. Yeah. Um, you're playing a rope dope. Yeah. Were uh, you crushed? <laughs> you know what the rope dope is? Yeah. Yeah. It has nothing to do with this. <laughs> Very astute. I could see you wanting to call me out. I wasn't, saying, I wasn't sure why you were using the what, term. What, what, is, what is Muhammad Ali's famous uh, tactic against George Foreman, the brute, uh, have to do with this? Nothing. <laughs> You you've won you've won this round, um, but I was sad that they lost. You were sad. I mean, what 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 would you have done if they had won? If they had won, I would have you know baked madeleines. Bake ooh, can you make madeleines? Yeah, they there's a famous them. Proust book uh, or a series of books. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, Remembrance of Things Past. I've read. You're uh, the one who read some of it. I've read some of it. I listened to an audio book. For a couple of hours of it, it's one of the most f- beautiful 
it's considered one of the most beautiful books of all time, novels, right? Mm. It's a series of them, very long. Uh, it's about, how, and he starts out with this Madeline cookie, and he, and this reminds me of my youth in France. And it's very, well, I can't I even translate it, I'm telling you, Proust is very good. He's worth the hype. I didn't finish it. I didn't get very far. <laughs> but uh, I would like to read Proust one day in its entirety or even just more than what is, really ha- pages? What is an hour in an audio book? Like, like 10 pages, 20 pages? <laughs> um, anyway, but I still use that as a cudgel against people when they try to, like, get snobby. Yeah. You know, people go to me like, oh, what's your, you know, like, oh, Marvel movies, they're for kids. You like, use that as a cudgel that you read a little bit of Remembrance of Things Past. Oh, well, yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a game of poker. All this is a game of poker. People, you know, work with, they say, oh, Marvel movies are just for ki- or, or dumb babies movies. I say, oh, yeah, what's your favorite Tarkovsky film? Mm. You're like, I have his childhood, or you're like, stalker better. And they don't have an answer. Because <laughs> I like Tarkovsky, you know, uh, Alexandra, Alexandra Tarkovsky, the great director of Russia. And uh, his films are some of the most prestigious films of all time. So if you try to come at me, like, I like superhero stuff, okay, we're going to write to Tarkovsky. We're going pl- to we're 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 go straight to 100,000. That's how it works, <laughs> all right? We don't play games like, oh, you know, like, they're kind of good. And, you know, look, I'll admit some of the Marvel movies aren't, you know, the best. But Endgame and Infinity War had some really nice. Nope. Oh, you're, you're a smart boy? What do you think about? Name your favorite scene from my childhood. Go. And some people. <laughs> your favorite if, if, scene? Yeah. I have a favorite you scene. You go down to the scene? I'll go. I'll go to the scene with you. I'll, I'll, you want to quiz me on the scene? I have a scene ready to go. Even if it's not my favorite. Here's a trick for you. Even if it's not really my favorite scene, because I've only seen it like once or twice. It proves that you remember the scene. There's a, there's a, there's a famous scene you could, you could name. You could say, oh, the, the scene where the, where the soldier and the girl are spanning that chasm, and it's, it's, up, it's a shot upwards. Boom. You win. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those shots that is like, it's iconic. It's an iconic. Always remember the iconic shots of obscure things you watch or listen to. Don't let people. Is it, people going to play the game like I'm pretentious? You know, I hate the appeal to. I'm a regular guy. Yeah, yeah. I work at a butcher shop. So smarter than you. I've seen Ivan's <laughs> childhood. Have you, have you, and I have things in my pocket in case you have seen it. Mm-hmm. So don't 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 get, come at me with your Marvel. You know, look at the end of the day, is Marvel that great? I'm getting sick of it. All these new things, the Loki, fine. And, and, and the Captain America, the Winter Soldier, uh, it's all, uh, whatever. But I'm never going to let some fucking little, little fucking beta, beta boy. You once went toe-to-toe with the guy who was sort of like a film, a, a fraudulent film buff. Yeah, I don't remember this. Yeah. That's how much, that's how Lily means to me. <laughs> tell, 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 tell the tale. And you were trying to talk to him about Ivan's childhood, and he was like, oh, I watched, I, I watched the first five minutes of that. It was very inspiring. How do you turn it off? <laughs> I, how do I respond to that? Because I honestly, like, my, first, my response now, I mean, off the top of my head, you, you watched five minutes of it, and you turned it off? Yeah. It's very inspiring. Oh, oh, is it our old roommate? Yeah. The fraud, the, the, the guy who, like, ate beets all day. <laughs> And then he, he, he would eat a weird would eat a weird mixture of salmon and beets. Gross, disgusting person. And then, uh, and then he would tell me that oh, I read, I watched five minutes of that. And then, look at his job, but he tried to pretend to be this pretentious 
guy from Texas who like, oh, well, I grew up eating cheese and, and, and gross things. And now I'm trying to be healthy. I'm, I'm a cultured guy. But I, I heard him because the walls were thin. He would play terrible music. And I remember I heard but him. he wasn't a Joe Rogan all day. <laughs> was it Joe Rogan? Yeah. Oh, because he also, he also loved, he listened to, because uh, he loved to be, look, if you still listen to um, or watch, what's his name, Bill Maher. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to like, you know, call you the devil. It's fine. I mean, I, I I liked it, you know, when it first came out when I was literally like, you know, 15 years ago. It was fine. It was it was, it was something, you know. But this guy, this is a guy who like who try to have like avant garde opinions or something, or be part of the like intelligent discussion, and he's getting he's getting his fucking crib notes from from fucking Bill Maher. <laughs> I mean, I like Bill Bill Maher back in the day. Like you know, he after nine eleven, he was like. Calling, didn't he call the 911 hijackers heroes? Well, no, he said, like, he said, you they're bad people, but you can't call them cowards. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, which, which was a good point. Look, he was I mean, talking about, how, like, the press, so everybody was calling them cowards. People take shots at them. I don't think you can accuse him of being uh, a coward, um, having cowardly points. Yeah. They may be boomerish. They may be uh, long-winded. I often agree with the sentiment of Bill Maher. They've grown to be a little bit. Like old man yells at cloud. Yeah, yeah. You know? But I'm saying is like you know you could do worse in your life than to be Bill Maher. Let's be honest. Well, yeah. Yeah, wealthy man loves loves to <laughs> philander. Perhaps <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying I would love to. I'd love to have his uh, court date. What's court date verb mean? I don't know. What does it mean? Oh, you're French, aren't you? <laughs> is that like like his style? Is is court date verb mean your style? What is that? I don't know. I'm oh. trying to sound intelligent. <laughs> I don't know how we got into Bill Maher. I look, I'll shit on Bill Maher all day. I'm just saying, like, but then you, you look at who's questioning him, and it's like, all right, you're, you're worse than Bill Maher. I yeah. think at least that guy took a stand against 9-11. Oh, sure. So stop, stop defending the troops. These guys are real heroes. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, I, I'm just saying, it's a ballsy statement. He got fired from his gig, and they got a gig on HBO. Yeah. Anyway, this blowhard of a roommate we had, uh, what? Yeah, he would blast Bill Maher, and then like, you know, which again, I'm not going to be impressed by it. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he, but he sold like weird industrial software to 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 to, to, do, to dupe people, and he acted like he was like an ingenue or something. <laughs> he was just a, a fraud. Like you know, he just sold like just a sales a shitty salesman. Anyway, uh, the Olympics. <laughs> so I mean. I don't know. So the, 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 the Kevin Durant won. He led the team. You know, a lot, a lot, some other guys did really well. But Kevin Durant, who I'm not a huge fan of, you know, the burner, the burner phone boy, the man who screams at children. Uh, but he had, he was he was on Instagram or whatever, going like, "You guys doubted us. You said we, you know, and, and, and you're all try to be American, which is I, mean, I couldn't expect anything less of Kevin Durant because I mean, look, he should have been doubted." You know, the tides are turning against America. Maybe maybe it was overstated, but you guys lost your exhibition games. You lost your friggin' uh, your first game against the French. And then Kevin Durant, like, he was, he was a great player. Hey, why don't you bring that fire when it matters? Now, I know he's won games, but how about you go to a team that sucks and pull them up? Yeah. Do it. Do it. I mean, like, you don't want to do it, that's fine, but, like, it's not a great story. Sports are stories. The whole point of sports is to be a story for me to be inspired by. He was great in the game. So. He's great. Look, he's one of the best players in the world. Yeah. He should be. <laughs> I mean, no one doubts him on the court. It's just, like, classless. I don't want to throw that around. Like, when he people. says you, d- you doubted us, does he mean, like, the fans? No, the, the media. And, like, guys like Brian Windhorst, probably, who was over there in Tokyo. They made, this guy had to go to Tokyo 
and stay in a hotel and he, he apparently eat 7-Eleven food the whole time. Couldn't go anywhere because you know, the Japanese didn't want the media going anywhere. So, like, you know, whatever I'm saying. And he's just telling the truth. I'm seeing this stuff as, you know, I, I'm worried about the team. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not calling them classless the way some people go, like, shut up and dribble. That's not what I'm doing. But just, like, for your role, can you ever take the, 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 the angle that, like, just makes you look cooler, you know, and more, like, just, like, the stoic guy? Why is everything got, you do? I mean, you went to Golden State when they were already a 72-win team, the one of the best successful teams of all time, and you, and you won two titles. Fine. I mean, it's, it's lame. And you go on through, you can play your mom going on, on first take and playing to Stephen A going like, you called it the weakest move of, all, of any superstar. Wait, Kevin Durant's mom is a commentator? No, she went on first take. You know, Stephen A. Smith? Yeah. You, you know him. Like, because Stephen A. Smith famously called it the, the weakest move ever by a superstar, mm. which I still think is fair. And Kevin Durant's mom, who was like... <laughs> Yeah, sometimes the, the moms will get, you know, like like LeBron's mom. I don't know if she's a, a TV fixture, but her story is like, you know, single mom raised LeBron, the whole thing. It's mythologized in the, in the Space Jam movie. I didn't know if, uh, I didn't know that basketball moms were so They can be. I mean, look, Andy Murray's mom, was, you know, in tennis was, a, was also a fixture. Uh, but Kevin Durant's mom, very sweet woman. Who is going to argue with the mom? I would, but whatever. I mean, I think I think Stephen A. You know, it sends a brat. Yeah, I was. I mean, Stephen A. Didn't completely fold, but I would just be like, "Why are you even on my show?" And you invited me. Well, you get out of here. Why don't you get out of here? I don't care whose mom you are. Uh, but he like she's like, "Oh, you, you said this is the weakest move. It is the weakest move." Look, you do whatever you want in a vacuum. None of this matters. None of it. It's balls in a hoop. It's the story. It's what we get out of it. Oh, like, oh, but I'm the best in the world. What, you think there's some computer paying people tons of money for randomly being the best person or something? No, it's a, it's a league with, with fans who watch, and they want a story. They want Joe DiMaggio with his, with his winning streak, and he's kissing Marilyn Monroe. And, like, you know, did he hit Marilyn Monroe? People say no. I always assume he did, but maybe he didn't. I thought he did, but then I heard he didn't. I know. I mean, he did apparently go to her grave every day with a, with a flower. Yeah. Uh, and he loved her. He hated what the Kennedy boys did to her. The yeah. Kennedys did her wrong. Well, he, he turned his back on her. Why know. didn't he? Well, you know, he, he was such a great guy. I mean, I'll, I'll, get, I'll, I'll throw, you know, spur, I'll, I'll throw the, the blame all around. Why didn't Joe DiMaggio roll up to Well, I guess he was dead. Yeah. I guess they were both dead. Because at some point you would say, why didn't Joe DiMaggio cave your heads in with a baseball bat? But, you know, someone beat him to yeah. it. <laughs> Uh, so I, I really can't go at, you know, Jumpin' Joe. Um, I'd like to, though. He should have gotten there first. I mean, how how much better would, would uh, the, the JFK assassination been if it was just Joe DiMaggio running up to that convertible and just fucking hitting, hitting Kevin <laughs> in the head with a baseball bat? <laughs> oh, my. That, that would have that made us, like, a great country. <laughs> I think that, tur- like, that, was, that was a turning point of our country. Hmm. If it had been that, we could have, like, felt proud. Right. Because the story would have come out, the gangbang with the drugs and, 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 and killing Marilyn. But uh, instead we got, you know, the, 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 the Lee Harvey Oswald boy. Mm. Which, you know, I don't think was a really uh, great thing. We got to keep mem- I got to jiggle this every so often once it goes to something. Uh, that would be great. He took a bat to his head and then, you know, like, cave. Jackie O's head in too. Oh wow! <laughs> it, was, it, was oh, just a, it was just a really violent. So he's he's going for her pummeling. And he's uh, uh, what's he screaming while he's caving in Jackie O's head? <laughs> this is for you, Marilyn. This is for you. 
You know, it's like, is it, if, I, if my pussy's dead, your pussy's dead. <laughs> if I don't get the fuck, my love, your love dies the same as you. Uh, jumping Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> he's, just, he's singing Jumping Joe DiMaggio yeah. as he's caving the rest. Caving in an Irishman. Pulling him in a coffin. Do you think he, would he, would he just run and catch up with the convertible? Or would he be hiding in the trunk? How would this start? Oh, uh, he'd run. He means an athlete. Yeah. I mean, they, they don't drive that fast typically. So they make that, look, the whole thing is they make that turn and to slow down for the turn, he would just ran out of one of the buildings. And he was just seeing him like he was stealing second base. Mm. But he was stealing our president. <laughs> uh, and good for him. Um, and no one would have blamed the Russians. It wouldn't have been, like, the years of conspiracy. It would have been, like, you know, it's just been a, a, a more calm time. I mean, do you think, what do you, you think, what what do you think it would happen, though? Would he go to jail? For shooting, for, for beating the president. I think up. he would be. Well, he would definitely be. Shot Imagine the a trial. Imagine the trial. Well, they, <laughs> look. I mean, look, like you, you think they'd be shot in the spot. The Secret Service didn't do a great job that day. Let's be honest. That's true. Uh, so who knows what would have happened? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it just lines up with the assassination ask, plot perfectly. <laughs> they would have asked him for autographs. <laughs> Jumping Joe, because it was like he was he was he was, he was retired at this point, right? Mm. He wasn't still. I don't think he was still playing. If he was, it was very. Into the tail end of his career, if, if anything. But I think he's more the age of Mickey Mantle, I believe. Mm. And, and Roger Maris, perhaps. If you know your Yankee history. Do you? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you think you're trying to get me? Yeah. Put I'm me in a corner? You. I'm going to put you in a corner. <laughs> and I'm going to make you look foolish for not knowing Yankee facts. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think that, you know, what would the trial have been like? The trial of Joe DiMaggio for beating... The president of the United States had him with a baseball bat. I mean, who, would it be? Would, I think he gets off. He gets off. Yeah. I mean, where is, is it? Is it just a trial in Dallas, or they have it? Like, Even with hundreds of high eyewitnesses. Yeah, it's jumping. People Joe. love jumping Joe. He goes, they, they, they did my girl wrong. They did Marilyn wrong. And he goes, what do you mean? They were fucking her. Yeah. They were like, he's on the stage. He's gonna fuck her. <laughs> and, we, and they were fucking Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, he know they were. Come on, they were fucking her. What's he gonna do? He doesn't even know they killed her. He, he just thinks they <laughs> fucked her. Fucked my, fuck my wife. Like some some crazy like you know uh, volunteer witness comes forward, going like you know some CIA guy going. Well, actually, we had her killed. What? <laughs> oh God! This I don't believe my C, the CIA would do that. Like he's, he doesn't even believe the CIA would do it. He's no, they were just fucking her, and I killed him. And then, uh, yeah, so. The Olympics. Oh, uh, so Kevin Durant, good for you. Um, we're glad. Yeah, you, know, you could have just kind of taken the high road for once. It's, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm not going to. I'd love to have Kevin Durant in this podcast. He'll never do it. But I'd love <laughs> to have him on and just challenge him on, you know, on all these. Are you saying it be, uh, because he's obviously too famous to do it or because you think he's scared to do the podcast? Well, look, he is too famous. So. The fact that he's too scared to do it is kind of irrelevant. He's, <laughs> he's the easiest out in the world. No, he would come on. Honestly, if his behavior is any indication, he might come on just because I'm, I'm a big rat. He yeah. think I'm a big fat rat and he's going to put me and I'll, and I'll just and I'll just come out. I, look, The Rock does that. The Rock will come at people uh, in a friendly way on Twitter. I notice who like call him out, like make jokes about him. Mm. I would just stick to my gun. These people always fold. Yeah, I'll, 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 a famous person will do nothing for you. They'll never help you. So just go, never, never, never fall to a famous person. Like, don't, you're in the, you're in the aura and grace of a famous person. 
always stick to your guns. Go, you're a rat. If you can't think of anything to say, go, you're a rat. <laughs> you know, we'll think of something. Martha, Martha Stewart. Be, uh, be Martha Stewart. And okay. then you happen to be on my podcast. Uh, We're at some podcast convention. Mm-hmm. And she happens to sit down in the, in the random guest seat that I have. Okay. Hello. Who are you? Hello. I'm Mar- Martha Stewart. Aren't you Martha Stewart, the prison rat? <laughs> I did have some legal troubles. Yeah, you went to prison like a rat. <laughs> why did you kill yourself before you went to prison like a good man does? You're a good boy. I, I don't know. Why would I kill myself before because, going to prison? Because everyone will assume you I have you a whole life ahead of me. I have a magazine. I have. Um, everyone, I still have a very famous network. Because I'm, I'm, I'm out here telling everyone you're a rat. And you went states. You went states. To get away, to get you away think I should it. kill myself because you're on your podcast calling me a rat? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> How would that make my life any worse? Because at least I'm, you, at least, I'm a billionaire. At least you die with dignity. <laughs> you could die like a noble prince, a no, noble prince of the, of the stewards. See, like this is what I'm saying. This, this, is, this is how you win. <laughs> you never give it, you never say, hey, nice to meet you. You just treat famous people like they're dirt. Mm. <laughs> That's my motto. <laughs> Anyway, so the Olympics are over. Good for the USA gold. I think we won the most gold medals for America. You know, as much as we hate America on this show, <laughs> we don't hate America. But you know, let's be. We're critical. Imagine We're being skeptics. American in twenty twenty one and being like and being insecure. Hey, you don't shit in America. Like, I think we're covered. Yeah. I think I think it's I think we can handle uh, Ray Kump and Lucy taking shots to the troops. I don't think, you know, this is not, we're not exactly underdogs. Am I right? Yeah. But I have some ideas for the Olympics. Former troops are some of the most cynical people I ever meet about America. Yes, that's true. I mean, I speak for the, the, well, I assume troops are. Some troops love America. I don't speak for them. We speak for the troops by saying they deserve to be killed. No, I never said that. That's crazy. (laughs) That's never never been what I said. You're you're totally out of line here. (laughs) I've only said that, you know, uh... They've committed atrocities, a lot of them. Yeah. And, you know, and been forced to. And, they've been put in, and the ones who weren't forced to were put in position to do it. They don't deserve to be killed. <laughs> <laughs> but I see where you're coming from. Um, that being said, I do have some ideas for the Olympics. Great. What do they call the Special Olympics now? I thought they still called it the Special Olympics. Isn't it the Paralympics or something? Isn't that, that's different. That's like physical disabilities. I don't think it's called Special Olympics. The Special Olympics is for, you know, I thought the spe- the Paralympics is for the the wounded or physically disabled. Well, I think it's part of it. And the Special Olympics is for. I think they lump them together. Hold on, I'm looking it up now. Special Olympics. Uh, is the world's largest. Oh, wait, did they keep it? Is the world's largest sports organization for adults with intellectual disabilities and physical abilities. Wow, so they do lump them together. Yes, of course they do. Do they have to play each other? I think they changed it and changed it back. because I could have sworn they changed it. What's the point in having a person in a wheelchair race a a mentally handicapped person? Well, I propose a point. It's a great point. There's a great reason, and here's where we're going with this. (laughs) No one cares about the Olympics anymore, really. I mean, the Peacock, the NBC handled it very weirdly with Peacock and, and their subsidiaries, no, and no one could watch it. I mean, I watched two things in the Olympics. No one cared. It's a source of hate. No one's getting the the, the, the unity anymore, right? No one, no one's getting that good feeling anymore no. for the Olympics. Here's what we do. 
because the, the Special Olympics, I believe, is held in the weeks before the Olympics, right? That's, that's your understanding? Mm-hmm. We hold them instead at the same time as the Olympics. Ah. More to the point, we combine them so that Kevin Durant is playing basketball against someone who would be in the Special Olympics. <laughs> Uh, Simone Biles is doing gymnastics against a special Olympian. Uh, and look, we handicap it. Right. You go, that's not fair. They'll just get trounced. No, we, we handicap it. I guess that's a, a, a poor word in this case. So handicapping. The handicapped girl, the no, gymnastics girl in a wheelchair would get maybe two points for a move that Simone Biles would get one point. But you know what handicapping is? Yeah. Yeah, it's a poor, yeah. It's a poor choice of words. But there's no, there's no other way to say it. So yeah, what we what's your, what's your idea? <laughs> I, I was saying, for example, I just wanted to, the joke. I think I thought it was a great. No, it's a good. I, it I, was a good idea to repeat. I thought I thought it was a great little. I, I landed on a very funny. We wouldn't have wanted people to not get to not hear it. Just, just let that simmer. It's yeah, a, it's a great organic. We I found it organically. I think it was very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 it's <laughs> great. How you just couldn't let you couldn't let it pass. No, it was too good. It was too <laughs> opportune. And like I thought you, I was I was lobbing it to you, but you moved past it. But I wanted you to really let it simmer. We we got a handicap special. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So for example, yes, the mentally handicapped girl. or physically. Or physically, or wheelchair girl who's yeah. in gymnastics, yeah, floor gymnastics, let's say, yes, might get two or three points for what Simone Biles would get one point four. Hundred percent, yeah. But we'll, we'll figure like the people in any individual sport will figure out how to make it fair. <laughs> so everyone's on a, a level playing field, but they're but on the surface they're playing against each other. I wonder if a wheelchair basketball team would have some kind of advantage over. Like a, re- a regular Olympian basketball team. I it sounds insane. But if you think about it, if you're like my first instinct to say no, that's crazy. But only in the wheel because it's wheelchair basketball. Yeah, would they be able like to trip up the other team? Would they? You know, would 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 Rudy Gobert have a Rudy Gay even yeah. have a hard time um, guarding the you know the paint? Here's a great idea. Yeah, we do it. We do that. We combine the basketball players with the wheelchair players, but we make fouling legal. Okay. So you could run someone over with your wheelchair, and okay, it would, and it would be a legal move. Well, oh, so we, are, are we still going to handicap the the, the the sport, or is it just going to be like that's natural handicapping? <laughs> yeah, that's just like you know, it's just it's just like maybe we're better. Yeah, I mean, would would you be adverse to like could Rudy Gobert just sit in a wheelchair if he wanted to? Sure. Interesting. <laughs> really level playing field. Here. Yeah. And like, but if you do, you have, we have to give you Novocaine for your legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't just move your legs if you're going to use. Because I don't know if there's weird things you can do with your legs. They'll give you more like, torsion uh, or, or torque. Mm. So we, we we paralyze your legs temporarily. <laughs> what if we just paralyze everyone temporarily? Can we do that? Yeah, I mean, you could probably numb someone's. Let's see some what Simone Biles does with temporary not use of her legs. That's yeah. more interesting. Yeah, I think we're on to something here. I mean, because we've seen, I think we've seen the limit. Of sports. And we haven't, but you never do. But, like, we've seen a little bit of what we care about. You know? Yeah. Oh, you're going to do another triple axel? We're getting over it. Like, yeah, you'll it'll always improve, but I don't think people care anymore. But imagine seeing Kevin Durant with a team. Like, and not even, like, oh, he's trouncing. Imagine him carrying a team of mentally uh, 
whatever uh, challenged people. Oh yeah, to so a like championship. Rudy Gobert has the wheelchair guys. Kevin Durant has the mentally handicapped guys. Sure, that's and, uh, and like and, and and Kevin Durant carries that team, and, and it's like the bad news bears and miracle and uh, um, chariots of fire are all wrapped up into one. Mm. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> Why are we like? I should be the commissioner of the IOC. Simone Biles leads a, a gymnastics team with uh, just full of girls with no arms. That would be amazing. And she, like, she throws them into the air and they do, and, and, and they flip. <laughs> like, it's, it's it, we, yeah, you get a launch. Yeah. Yeah. We find every sport's got a different thing. That's half the thing. Is it a spectacle? Yes, but it's not exploitive. It's, just because it's a spectacle doesn't mean it's exploiting people because these people are having the time of their life and they're going to get gold medals and they're hanging out with athletes and they'll probably <laughs> get laid. They're all get they all get gold medals. Well, the ones who win do. Okay, but I mean, like, look, here's the deal. Who won wheelchair basketball gold medal this year? You don't even know. No. And are they getting laid off of it? Probably not. But if you're there with Kevin Durant and and, and Rudy <laughs> Gobert and and and, uh, and uh, what's his name, the, the great defender, um, Drew Holiday, and you're and you're and you're a man who's you know maybe maybe you're paralyzed. You get your dick sucked. Yeah. Someone's sucking your dick. I guarantee it. Or mentally, I think mentally, people who are mentally, they should, look, there should be prostitutes legal and they should be allowed to, uh, you know, have sex, with, you know, mentally handy because these people deserve to have to come. I don't, this idea that like people, just because you, you know, you got bad luck in life and now you're, you know, you're mentally challenged and like they still want to come and we, ha- yeah, we have to worry about consent. That's why you have prostitutes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So like let the prostitutes have sex with the mentally handicapped people. And it's like, you know, it's, 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 you don't have to worry about consent. It's like, they, of course they want to. I'm not saying that you, you have prostitutes break into their rooms and force them into having sex. You know, like you happen organically if they want to. I mean, we were talking about this. Why before. are they in a prison of the mind? We were talking about this before, like if we if we had like a, a severely you know autistic adult yeah son or something or whatever the word for re- mentally retar- mentally disabled and he and he seemed to want to have sex. You get a hooker. You get a hooker. What a are you nice gonna do? One. He wants to come. Not a rough one. No, I'm not, I'm not saying he has some street girls on the streets. Unfortunately, through her own bad luck and and, and and whatnot. You're not gonna let him go into an abandoned building and get robbed. Well, I mean, by, by, by a prostitute's pimp. That would be crazy. That would be. I mean, that that would be such a weird. We we would be such questionable parents if we somehow <laughs> look. Our, our our mentally handicapped son has been kind of getting very. You know, he's going through puberty, and yeah, look. I mean, it's very complicated because you can tell he's he's in pain. He's he's frustrated, sexually frustrated. But what can you do? So we send him to an abandoned <laughs> warehouse where we knew we knew, we knew these very violent pimps hung out, and we we hope for the best. And we, we hope that he would uh, happen. The pimp would, you know, uh, you know, just just have a transaction with him very fairly. <laughs> but uh, what happened, well, you know, and, and present him with a prostitute. What happened was very different. He was brutally beaten by the said <laughs> pimp, and, uh, we, and we have egg, egg in our face. We assume the pimp would understand what his condition was. This particular, uh, this particular pimp. I don't want to cast aspersions, but this particular pimp had no sympathy. <laughs> uh, for for my for a little boy state, and and no appreciation of a of, of the hardship, and he just proceeded to fleece him and beat him, and uh, he even ridiculed him. 
even made fun of him. Which <laughs> I, I, I think was just the worst part of it all. I mean, he, he did break his arm and leg. Yeah. Uh, one of each. But I still think I, I still think that making fun of the, his handicapped state was the worst thing of all. But absolutely. So, shame on that pimp, and shame on us. <laughs> shame on us. Um. So, do you think? Who do we talk to about that? Who do we get? On, who do we get? Uh, can we get someone? Get get who? At the IOC or whatever the Olympic Committee. Yeah, we had, I think we could sell this. Yeah, we could we could make this happen. Uh, we'll move on to. Uh, we've had the ongoing my depression Batman segments where I present my Batman's right, and <laughs> uh, there's plenty of Batman's to go around. Don't don't worry about that. But then two weeks ago, I think we had Batman Beyond. Who's not technically Batman, but he's a, he's a Batman. Mm. Then we had the Red Hood, who was Jason Todd. This week, I have a very special. I just got this. I usually have the McFarlane figures. You know, if you be nerdy about it, this is not one of them. It's an older uh, rendition of one of my favorite versions of the Joker. This is the Joker from the New Fifty Two Death of the Fa- Death of a Family uh, arc, where he cuts his face off. And then a year goes by, and where his face is just found somewhere. And then a year later, he shows up, and he steals his face back from the police headquarters, and he, he straps his own face uh, to to his to his head with his belt or whatever. Um, and then it has maggots on it and stuff. And really, I really like this this guy, this this figure. It really is this the uh, state in which he kills Robin? No, no, that happened years ago. This is the death of a, of a family. Which is a play on the name of Death of the Family, which is when he killed Jason Todd. Uh, so this is uh, the the idea of this plot is that he's basically he's sick of having to fight because Batman's got a lot of allies now, right? Kind of like being like he's too woke almost, too too many allies. He's got Nightwing, who used to be Robin. He's got uh, Red Hood who used to be Robin, who's Jason Todd. He's got Damien, his son, uh, Tim Drake, who is Red Robin now, because he used to be Robin. And then he's got Damien Wayne, the, the current Robin, his son, his actual son. Mm. Uh, he's got Barbara Gordon, the Batgirl, and other people too. Uh, Isn't she you know, paralyzed, though? She was. They brought, they, they changed it. Oh, okay. It was, I, I respect um, people are like, oh, because paralyzed people are like, oh, she was a paralyzed hero. But, like, whoever write, writer changed it was like, look, I can't. We have people coming back from the dead here and there. and It's, it's, it's like mystical crap here and there, superpowers. And Barbara Gordon's the only one left paralyzed. Yeah. It's kind of shitty. Sorry, so, Barbara. Nothing we can do. Yeah. As people are getting third and fourth lives. Right. Exactly. He's like, you know, let Barbara Gordon walk around and get killed by the Joker again, maybe. <laughs> um, but this is, so I love this guy. What would you, what part of you would you cut off? <laughs> well, and then, and then sew back onto myself? Yes. Um, it's a good question. Right. Maybe like the skin of the palm of my hand. Imagine if it was my dick. <laughs> it's a joker. Like if I was the joker and I was like, here's my dick. Like I cut it off or skinned it? I cut, you cut it off and, I, and I'm like, well, like she cut it off. You got mad one day and take the garbage out. You cut my dick off, and then, we're a team. We're, we're, if we were the Joker, we'd be a team. Okay. So we're like we're like, we're, we're we're constantly bickering. I'm not your Harley Quinn. I, we we would just both be the Joker. Yeah, because I mean, or you could be Harley Quinn, but like I wouldn't kill you. 
I feel like if Harley Quinn did it to the Joker, he'd kill her. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. I wouldn't kill you if you cut my dick off. You think he would kill her? I feel like he would. Yeah, maybe. I'd laugh and then... <laughs> you would laugh? And then give Batman my dick. <laughs> okay, look at this. And then throw it back on my face later on. Yeah, that's the real Joker move. Yeah, exactly. If, if you get angry that your clown girlfriend cuts her dick off, you're not really the Joker. You're not really appreciating humor. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think it'd be a great gag. What do you think? I, th- I think it would be wonderful. Right? Don't cut my dick off, please. I won't. won't. That would be terrible. <laughs> I would never do that without your permission. I mean, I would never give my permission for that. <laughs> yeah, but if clear. you did, I might I want to put it on record here. I will never give my permission <laughs> for that. So don't uh, do yeah, it. Yeah, never say never. I say never. Yeah. Uh, if I want it on the record. If she does it, it wasn't like she didn't have permission. That's not necessarily true. You could change your mind. Oh, God. You're going to do it, aren't you? <laughs> um... <laughs> Moving how on. how many is enough when it comes when it comes to Batman figures? Do you think you'll ever stop collecting the Batmans? I mean, I think I might be towards the end. Really? It's just I don't have enough space to do it. I mean, like I I, I have I have like a bin where I put them. I kind of rotate them. You know, I rotate them on display. Yeah, I'm already out of space. And like, yeah, I'm getting to the point where it's like you know, it's too many of them. Um, I wish. Based on the passive-aggressive way you asked that, that <laughs> wasn't the answer. And I would say never. Um, but, yeah, we might be, we might be like, you know, I'm, I'm in a position now where I'm, like, selectively getting figures. Yeah. I was compulsive for a while. Are there com- any, are you, will you ever get a Commissioner Gordon? Uh, I, it's, it's funny, because I do want an Alfred. And you have Alfreds, not current. Oh, yeah, you should have an Alfred. There's not a current Alfred, but there are Alfreds out there. Some of them are really expensive. Um, but I haven't seen a Gordon figure, really. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm supportive. Yeah. Telling you to get Alfred. Telling yeah. you to get Commissioner Gordon. Cut my dick off. <laughs> Eventually, it's all going to boil over, and I'll cut your dick off. Well, but for now, I'm being very supportive. I really hope you don't hurt me in my sleep. <laughs> um, Many vans are making a comeback. Did you know that? I didn't. Yeah, I read an article this week about how to make it a comeback. What do you think about that? Do you feel because apparently the more I've I didn't heard, know they ever went away. They were never. They were not cool. They they didn't maintain their dominance that they had in the eighties. Uh, but I remember talking to a guy when I worked at the morgue who said they were great because he had kids and they actually had the most most space of anything. You would think a pickup truck or something, but apparently minivans. If you're hauling stuff or some like you know unless you're just an actual van. Um, or like can haul the most stuff, and uh, they're very versatile. And now they're making minivans that have like cool reclining seats. Ooh. Do you think this is the end of America if we go <laughs> back to minivans? Because the SUVs were gas guzzlers, but they look cool. Right. Minivans are notoriously dumb. <laughs> um, and I get the practicality of it. But do you feel like we're... Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think they were ever... I don't think the purpose of a minivan was ever to, like, be cool. It's, right. You know, it's like what moms would drive. Remember, now moms drive, like, Porsche Cayennes or something. <laughs> they do. Or, or the rich moms do. And they, you know, or, like, you know, a Lincoln Navigator. Or uh, what's the other one? The, the Mercury... Uh, I forget the Mercury one. There are four... There are ones that are reasonably affordable. I'm not talking about poor people. Like, you know, of course, we don't have any of them. They barely have cars. I'm talking about the middle class. The middle class of America is starting to let themselves go. That's my <laughs> point. What, I mean, you you wouldn't want to be seen in a minivan. I mean, maybe I would, but I'm you know, it's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to. 
I'm, I, I got I got I got a woman who's gonna cut my dick off. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. But I mean, like I'm saying, we're, we're not as a nation trying to impress the world with our with our ambiance and our and our panache. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it it just seems like who who are they making a comeback for? They're not making a comeback for like single men. I mean, no, not single men per se, but like men who have kids who would have gotten you know a Mercury Sable or whatever. Or or a, or a Ford, you know, Explorer even are now getting a minivan, <laughs> and uh, and it just feels like it feels like mom jeans. Mm. What what is it? Do you think the, it's a sign that men are being emasculated? No, I just feel like it, I don't think it's that. But that's already been done. There's no more men. <laughs> There's no more men that were just not complaining. Denti- I was at the dentist yesterday, uh, and we, we 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 documented this before how I went to the dentist, and you thought it was funny because like he's like. Um, he was asking me, like, oh, if you're in pain, I'm like, no, it's, it's fine. Uh, yes, yeah, um, I hurt, but you know, it's fine. I can take it. Yeah. Um, and you're like, oh no, they don't want that. You're trying to be a tough guy, but uh, you don't. Wa- they don't want you doing that because it didn't hurt. They don't want you squirming around while you're sure. But then yesterday, so I'm trying to be more cognizant of it. He's like, look, these are implants, right? Like this is my favorite. You know, they pulled the teeth out months ago, and then they put the implants in. The expensive, whatever. We'll talk about it. But uh, these implants, Jesus. But, you know, but he's putting them in, like, this shouldn't really hurt. So if you feel any pain, let me know. I'm like, fine. And I said, like, yeah, it's just gums. Right? I mean, like, the nerves are gone. They're just gums. Yeah. All right. So, like, I start going, oh, if, like, it hurts a little bit. I could take it, but it's like, you know, you want to know, I'll tell you. Yeah. And then at one point, I could tell he got frustrated. He's like, he's po- pointing to where the pain is. I'm like, where are you doing it? What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> like, this is what I'm saying. I don't want to point to the nerve ending where I'm feeling pain. Just get it over with. Right. Like, this, this is why I'm, this is why I intuitively knew. I don't want to play this game of like, eh, <laughs> eh, oh, that's okay. Eh. Just fucking torque the wrench, get the, the, the metal in my mouth, and I got to stop. I, I don't put me in this position where I got to be like, Oh, I'm sorry. It's over here. No, it's like where it point where it is. Like, don't get snippy with me. I can take anything you give me. You get snippy with me. It's wherever you're doing the thing. <laughs> I'm like, where are you feeling now? I'm not feeling it now. It's whenever you were talking the wrench. He's got like a literal torque wrench. Yeah. I'm like, and, he, and he's like, he's did like, they give you Novocaine? Yeah. I mean, I think this guy's just bad Novocaine because I didn't really feel any pain. I had other like, like the whole thing happened. Almost mirror image last year, the top teeth. And that guy, it was different dentist, same dental place, for whatever reason, it was a different dentist. And I didn't have any pain. I think this guy's just bad giving Novocaine. Mm. It's fine. I'll sit there and take it like a Russian soldier. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, point to where it is. Point to my dick. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Do uh, you, you think he was trying to mess with you? No, I think he's just, you know, just trying to like alpha me. Uh, for some reason, and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be alpha by a dentist. Why aren't you a surgeon? Why aren't you Dr. Death? <laughs> we tried watching that Dr. Death thing. <laughs> it's really bad. Well, it's on Peacock. It's a, it's a show about a surgeon who is, um, I don't know, he's like mangling his patients. And like the whole, it's, it, everything's laid out in the first episode, it seems like. Like they're on to him already. They know, they know how bad he is. Everyone knows he's a killer by the middle of the first episode. Yeah, and so like there's gonna be seven or eight more episodes of this. I just went on like, Wikipedia, like what's the deal? And and I was, I was so annoyed if I stuck with it because it's like you know the end of it, like no one really knows for sure. Is it a malignant narcissist? 
But there's no clear cut thing. I'm gonna watch enough with these docu series. You know, make a movie. Enough. You know what I mean? You know the drawers after rape. Uh, you know Joshua Jackson from Fringe and Gilmore and uh, what's the show he was on? Dawson's Creek. Fr- uh, Fringe. I said Fringe. Oh. But Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Yeah. People will know that more than Fringe, probably. I'm just saying, like you know, it's great in Fringe. He's the like, Fringe is the best show ever made. You know, he gets people with people with mugs. He, look, he's, he's, a genius. He, he's a genius, and in the first episode, he interrogates a man by hitting him in the hand with a mug. <laughs> anyway, um, so there's that. The, do you remember Scholastic Books? I do. Scholastic Books. Uh, we're gonna take a little trip down nostalgia lane because Scholastic, Scholastic, Scholastic <laughs> Books. Excuse my speech. Uh, abortion. I don't want to say impediment. I feel insecure saying speech impediment, so I should say speech abortion. Mm. But Scholastic Books was a uh, what would you call it? You you you'd it's be an in school. You'd be look. They're a publisher. But the thing I remember about Scholastic, I remember the Scholastic Book Fair. There was a fair. What I remember more, you know, keenly was there was the Scholastic Book Sale every month, I believe, or every two months. I forget. But you'd be in school. And they would hand out this very colorful flyer of different books, different children's books, right? And there'd be an order form on the back. And I would usually forget to ask my mom to buy me a book. And so there would be the day, inevitably, when Scholastic, the Scholastic box shows up in the classroom. Mm. And some people get books, some people don't. And they call it, nowadays they have this phenomenon called FOMO, fear of missing out, right? Which I, I, I find important. But it is a real thing. That is what, you know, Scholastic Books was known for. Or, like, without, without having the term, right? Like, did you ever not get Scholastic Books that way? Or did you have that in your class? Yeah, we had, I mean, we had the, the Scholastic Book Fair, is what I remember. Well, the fair was once a year. And I remember I would always get a, a book at the fair. Yes, but you guys didn't have the, 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 the handouts, and then you, you, the books were coming to the class? Were those the kinds of books where it was, like, help I'm trapped in my teacher's body? Sure. Yeah. Or like my teacher's an alien. That the author of those books, help the help I'm trap books. Yeah, they came to give a thing at our school. Give what raping? He, he talked. <laughs> what did he give? Um, he like talked about his books. Oh really? And what did he have to say about them? Yeah, he talked about like the process of writing the help I'm trapped. Books. I don't know. Can you relate anything interesting from that? Um. Not, oh, there was something that happened towards the end where, like, I didn't he have... touched you? I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he said, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> no one will Sorry. believe you. Yeah. You know who I am? I wrote the Help I'm Trapped books. And <laughs> I, help you're trapped. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I come up with my ideas. <laughs> I hurt people. <laughs> but, uh. um, no, like, towards the end, I wanted to get his autograph because I did, like, the Help I'm Trapped book. Sure. Did you have a copy? But I didn't have a copy of the book. Oh, wow. So I tried to go and get him to sign a piece of, a piece of paper. Yes, yeah. You go on. And they wouldn't let me do it. They wouldn't let you do it? Yeah. I have a similar story. Yeah. <laughs> I My mom was a very big fan of the Frugal Gourmet. Do you remember the Frugal Gourmet? No. Jeff, I think his name was Jeff Smith. He was, uh, a, a, he was on the PBS channel. His show was called the Frugal, Frugal Gourmet. And he was a, I guess, I didn't even know what that word meant when I was a kid. But in hindsight, I guess he was just being a cheapskate. But uh, he had all these cookbooks. My mom, my, my mom owned them. Like, anyway. 
Uh, and he was giving a, he also happened to be a Methodist priest or whatever they call it, preacher. And he was giving a sermon uh, at some Methodist church. We were Catholic, but whatever, oh, you know, to a town or two over. So we go there one day. And I didn't even give a shit about this guy. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like, but it's kind of like, oh, this guy's on TV. I didn't watch him of my own volition, but my, my mom would have him on. So it's kind of, kind of a celebrity thing. And she has all his books. I think she bought one uh, that day, his new book, because he had a book signing thing upstairs afterwards. Mm. And she's, you know, she's bringing his books to sign. And then me and my brother, she gave, like, you know, we, we had a legal pad or whatever from my dad's office. And he goes, can you sign, you know, over here for them? And he was so annoyed. They had to sign something that wasn't a book that was bought. He, just, <laughs> he signed so hard, you ripped a page. <laughs> now he's dead. I'm glad. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> so I get it. I understand. But uh, this man, you weren't even allowed to. You, did, did you try? I couldn't to, even approach him. Did he have copies of his book for sale? Yeah. Do you not have money? No. You had no money on you? uh uh-uh. Piece of shit. Yeah. He's FOMO-inducing scumbags. <laughs> it's almost, it's, it might as well be rapists. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the Scholastic Book Fair um, was always very – the fair is one thing. I, you know, but the, but the it was more for me the memory of the monthly thing. And so I, you, in the end, the cupboard books, perhaps. Mm. I just loved those books as a kid. Anyway, so that got the CEO of that company is dead. Oh. And he left everything. He cut his kids out of the will. Mm. And he left everything to his, oh, I was going to say whore widow, but uh, <laughs> mistress, his mistress. <laughs> whore widow. His mistress. His uh, mistress. So wait, so his wife didn't get anything either? Uh, she might have been dead. Let's look this up. Let's bring up the, the Apple News. Where's the Apple News? How do I get to the Apple News? Here we go. Because I had to save history. Oh, we got to talk about Christopher Maloney, perhaps. Succession drama grips. Classic CEO's sudden death as office romance and will su- a surprise will. Oh, she's cute. I mean, she's all right. This guy's an old fuck, and she's, you know. The longtime head of Scholastic Corp and Richard Robinson died suddenly in June on a walk in Martha's Vineyard. Just fucking burned the whole thing down. What are we doing in this country? Uh, he didn't give control of his $1.2 billion publisher to either his two sons or his siblings or his ex-wife with whom he had rekindled a friendship during the pandemic. Oh, he rekindled a friendship? <laughs> Instead, control went to Lowell, such, Lowell Lucchesi. Lucchesi? <laughs> of the crime family? Scholastic's chief strategy officer. She also inherited all his per- personal possessions. Huh. Um... Yes, yeah, so I don't know if she's a whore or not. I don't know. If she's a, <laughs> but I mean, from the, from the kid's perspective, who is this whore? Yeah. That, that of course, of course, over whiskeys, that came out. Oh, yeah. Who is this whore who has our company? How bad are these kids? They're probably terrible kids, right? Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. They're probably, they're probably, they're probably worse than the kids of Succession. They're probably like, you know, if you haven't watched Succession, it's a great show, but they're probably worse than those kids. It's probably like, you know, one's a rapist. And the other one's a child rapist, mm. and the third one's a Catholic priest. Oh, <laughs> burn! Um, <laughs> the elder son, John Benham Ben Robinson, thirty-four years old, sent an email when he grasped his father's estate plans. It quote served as salt in an open wound. 
Um, whatever. I mean, there's not much to say about this. <laughs> I just feel like it's interesting that like this thing which caused me so much. I'm sorry, sorry to say, it, FOMO in my childhood <laughs> uh, was 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 headed by such a thick oriented guy. So he can't like a, like so the dick first. If you were the mistress, yeah, would you toss people like a little bit of money just to keep yourself from being hated? No, no, because you, you give me that. I mean, I look. It, I mean, it depends. If I, it, I it really because you look at the end of the day, you know when you fuck good, right? Yeah, and you don't always fuck the same, right? And you know if you're giving good head, you know if you're fucking good. <laughs> So it really depends on how well I fuck this guy. Yeah. Yeah, oh, sure. That's yeah. a good point. If I was if I was sucking him like a fucking, like a Roomba. Sucking him dry. Just fucking draining his balls on a nightly basis. I ain't giving you shit. You earned it. Yeah. But if I know, like, look, he was happy to be with me. I got him off. But, <laughs> you know, I, le- I left some cum in the balls. I left, I, left, I left some in the tank. I might throw a few... Uh, your shekels around. <laughs> <laughs> depends. It really depends on how well I did in the whoring. I mean, you know, she's got. Well, well, look, what if you ended up fucking a guy who owned it, who, who you just thought was a who owned a deli, but he ended up being the the, the heir of the Harry Potter fortune? <laughs> how would you feel if you if you got the Harry Potter fortune? I would feel great. Even, I would probably just give. Look, I would. What I would do is I'd throw five million. To all the major family members. Each? Yeah, like, what is it? Like, four people? I mean, what's, what's it worth? I mean, how much is this company worth? Five million, and then I say, you know. A lot of money. 1.2 billion. All right, yeah. And then I say, leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't live on five billion, what are you? I yeah. mean, they'll, they'll still come after you like jackals. But, I mean, that is a good point. You have these estate things, and no one ever thinks to go, hey, look, you're not going to win. It's five mil. Yeah. Five mil. Yeah. But these, these people are like expecting to like this thing. Five million. You could live forever if you're not living like a crazy rich person. Right. But they want to live like, you know, on, uh, in the largesse of this while going to Martha's Vineyard, while having speedboats and, right. and yachts and all this shit. It's like if you want to go live in Michigan, have a real like mansion practically, you could buy a mansion in Michigan for a million dollars, I'm sure. Sure. And then, like, live modestly. Live modestly, just like, yeah, well, you, well, if you invest, I mean, well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, even if you don't invest, I mean, $4 million left, right? Um, you don't have to live modestly. Just don't live like a maniac. Yeah. You could live forever on that, practically. Yeah. But these people want to live in you know, Soho or Chelsea or Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> I mean, I would just, you know, but whatever. I don't know what to tell you. Um... Look, I mean, should do you think companies should go to the people, the kids, or like whoever? No, like you, no, I don't mean that. I mean, like you can't. Disenfranch- the funny thing is, you can't disenfranchise your wife. You can disenfranchise your kids. I remember this from my paralegal studies. But you can't disenfranchise your wife. What does disenfranchise mean? Like not leave them anything. Oh, your wife is entitled to at least have your estate. Really? Oh yeah. When you die? Yeah. Your current wife. Like, if you divorce her, it's, it's different, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, your current wife, you can't leave her out of the will. Hmm. Uh, and there are certain guys, like, you can, you don't have to leave her everything, I think. I think if you leave her at least half, 
you're okay, but I'm not sure about specifics. You can't disenfranchise them, but you can disenfranchise your kids. Yeah. Your kids are ass ass out of luck. Yeah. They can sue and all this shit and make maneuvers, but if you're if your wife, you can't screw over. Um, I really want to. I really want to look into these kids. These kids. See what kind of lives they lead. Yeah, how many, how, many, how many children do they rape? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what do they do? <laughs> scholastic child rapes. <laughs> um, I meant to get at this earlier, but the climate. There's some report today. Mm. I read that the climate change is worse than before. Doesn't don't they say come out and say that like every two years? They do seem to, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's look, even are, worse. We, are we on the same page that like maybe they're lying? Yeah. <laughs> they could be lying. But uh, look, it could it could be a farce. But, I mean, I, I don't assume that it is, but it's like, if if I was informed, like, tomorrow, that it's like, yeah, climate change has been a hoax the entire time, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised. <laughs> For those listening on audio, I just, uh, was, I glared at you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with a whiskey glass. Um, no, I think you're right. Look, I, here's the thing. There, there still is. I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, because no matter what, the climate is warming, right? Yeah. Uh, and they'll they'll make the case that most scientists argue that like it's not. I think that's the thing. Most conservative people or whatever aren't denying the climate is warming, right? They claim that it doesn't have to do with us, right? The carbon, the carbon emissions we're doing. Um. I'll say I'll lean towards the scientific consensus, even though I do think. I don't know. I, but they're, probably, they're probably right. We probably could cut emissions. Will cutting emissions now do anything? I mean, the, here's the thing. Now you're saying that, you know, basically from the gist I got from it is that um, if we don't do drastic things now, then by 2030 we're going to be a degree and a half warmer than otherwise we would be, and then 2050 will be two degrees, and that's real bad. Here's the thing. It's real bad if you live in uh, New York or Florida, right? Mm. What about people who live in Detroit? Does Detroit become the new hotspot? Yeah. So that's your climate. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Are they the same thing? I forget. Yeah, all these cities could use a revival. I'm just saying, like, we have plenty of room in America if you think about it. Um, will climate change just shift what are the hot spots? <laughs> Perhaps. It'll only do that. Yeah. Well, people are going to die because they're dumb or like they're lazy. They don't want to move. Yeah, move. People don't want to move now for jobs. I mean, people, here's the thing. No one wants to move now for jobs, right? And I'm not saying like lightly, but you're, you're those, those immigrant grandparents you, you talk all this shit about, right? Everyone loves to talk about their immigrant fucking grandparents. <laughs> what do they do? They went across the ocean to get jobs. <laughs> and we're all like, I don't want to leave my home. They literally left their country. Right. So, I mean, uh, but then the climate change, yeah, we're going to have to move, I guess. I don't know. Nothing's good. There's no prospects are good, right? It's all fake. We're all living in a fake world of fake wars and fake... Uh, I mean, the, the, I think the virus is real. Uh, I think the vaccine's real. I'm vaccinated. That being said, the aggression, I don't know. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of fake shit left and right. You don't trust anyone is my point. Um, yeah. Is climate change real? <laughs> no. 
Official stance of the show. Wow. Is that safer than saying talking about the vaccine? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think you can talk shit. Climate, can... that's the one perk of the, vac- of the virus now. Is we can talk shit about climate change. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> shoot your hairspray in the ocean. <laughs> just fucking, I want to build a machine that just pumps hairspray into the ocean. <laughs> and it's fine, as long as you don't deny, deny the vaccine works. <laughs> um, is there any way we could fix climate change, you think? Any fun uh, ways we could think of? Well, they are talking about building those little robots that fly in the air and suck up carbon. Well, pull your thumb out of your ass. Come on. <laughs> why, why, why are they doing that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they're done yet. But the idea is that they'll float around and they'll suck up the carbon. This is what I've, been, I've been thinking about that for years. I'm like, put some kind of weird rods in the ocean, they'll cool it off. Right, yeah. Like, I'm not saying I, I know how to make them, but there's that kid, Rogan talked about him for a while. Who had that machine that skimmed the, skimmed the garbage panels of, 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 of the... Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, the Dutch kid or whatever. Yeah, that, like, Mr. Burns idea. With Mr. Burns? Yeah, there's an episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns builds a giant net that's supposed to wipe the sea clean, but then he ends up killing all these whales. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not a Simpsons no. kid. There's, there's a phenomenon out there of Simpsons kids. I wasn't one of them. It's funny because we watch The Simpsons. I remember I, I watched every episode. It seems like, yeah. old, but like I wasn't. I'm not one of those kids who could quote The Simpsons. <laughs> but you were. Yeah. Is, is, the Simpsons kid. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So we don't believe in climate change, but official I mean, stands of the show. Get vaccinated if you want. I'm vaccinated. You're vaccinated. Yeah. I'm not gonna sit in a soapbox and like start like you know. Like Paul Revere is going like yeah, whatever. I mean, I just I I I take I'm I take pause of the histocracy or histrionics of things, mm. right? I do I do think it's you know I think it's safe. I think it's fine. I do think there's a lot of misinformation. That being said, just to, if and look, admit that, admit the people. Like, look, yeah, I mean, there is a lot of weird uh, energy around it, but it's safe anyway. Yeah. In my opinion. They probably shouldn't let the doctors do the PSAs. The doctors give the worst PSAs. We watched Jeopardy. We talked about this. And every, uh, the commercial breaks, the doctors giving the PSAs, like the head doctor of New York or whatever, you, you might as well get Bobcat Goldweight. You <laughs> should actually prefer that. <laughs> I got it. You know, the guy from Police Academy? Yeah. Have him do the get, PSA. Yeah, get Eddie Murphy to do the PSA. I mean, yeah, I got four. I mean, you might be able to afford Bobcat, Bobcat Goldweight. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. I mean, I'll just tank the whole budget. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. <laughs> how how poorly did Come to America two do perform? <laughs> we need Eddie Murphy to do PSA. <laughs> Why'd you Denzel Washington? Yeah, it'd be nice. <laughs> um, that's a good. It's, it's a good. It's a good thought. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. Why don't you pull your thumb out of your ass and do something? I'm I'm trying to help. That's my vaccine PSA. You're not going to hear me going, bam, 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 soapbox, this and that. It's just like vaccine passport. I'm saying I'm fine with it. You're fine with it. What's your life worth? <laughs> I mean, that's why I always felt about it. I mean, like, I was like, like take a gamble at least. Even if you don't believe. <laughs> What's, what, what are you preserving? You be the last guy sitting in the bar going, at least I'm not vaccinated. Yeah, right. Enough. No, you're not that important. No one's that important. I just wish Joe Maggio would come running at me with a baseball bat. <laughs> anyway, so uh, anything to plug? I don't think so. What about you? Well, we got the Patreon. Uh, we, we do a Patreon every week, an extra episode every week. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had Tim Dillon on the Patreon. 
that was phenomenal. And last week we had a great hilarious. episode. It was hilarious. Uh, you know, the, the great Tim Dillon. The great. And then last week was, again, me and you. And also great. Yeah. So, yeah. Sign up for the Patreon if you like. The link's in the description. And, uh, you know, have a great week. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>